Hi everyone, thanks for downloading the latest episode of the Brunton Bugle podcast. We really do appreciate your continued listenership. Now, just a little disclaimer before today's episode. We recorded this before the club announced that the Forest Green Rovers game will be taking place on Tuesday the 2nd of February with a 6 o'clock kickoff. So we, we were speculating that there wouldn't be a game taking place on that day and now we look a little bit daft. Uh, no changes there. Um, what we will do, obviously, though, is the end of this week, we'll be doing a preview episode where we'll be previewing not only the weekend game against Exeter, but also the Forest Green game next week. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Boys are back in town. Hello everyone, welcome back. It's the Brunt of Bugle once again. Back with your Cal United news, views and opinions, whatever you want to call it. Uh, from Charlie White to Andy Watson and James Barrett to Paul Baker, we've got it covered. This is episode 33 and today we're finally going to get to talk about some actual football that's going to take place. Yes, we are going to be previewing the trip down to South Wales to face Newport County, as well as the usual news, views and I think You've got a little quiz for us as well, Dan, haven't you? So that should be interesting. Uh, yeah, turning the tables. Uh, found a good little <laughs> quiz question for you today. So. Excellent, excellent. I do like a good quiz. Uh, that's a fair way to say. Yeah. So yeah, uh, <laughs> in case you haven't guessed, Dan is my co-host today, as, as usual. Yeah, Dan, and not going? Mike, as your running order says. Does it? Just oh. sent me. <laughs> you know what? I just take the one from the previous episode and change it. Yeah, I think I, I took know, this one from a few games ago. So there you go. Um, yeah, so just exciting, isn't it? It's actually look forward to some football to watch isn't it? it's been boring as hell over the last few weeks with me don't know about you yeah it's uh, i mean we've sort of had a mid-season break unofficially haven't we but on the flip side the i think today is the first time the full squad have been able to train together That's so true. there will be rustiness and i understand they may possibly be traveling tomorrow which yeah. is a hell of a long day but uh Never mind. Newport are in the, the best of health, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah, we'll have to definitely have to see how it goes. Okay, well, let's get straight in then to the uh, news bit. It's going to be a slightly shorter episode, this one, because we haven't got a, a game to review, and we're literally just doing this so we can preview the Newport game and then get into sort of a, a rhythm of doing these episodes. I think every Thursday we're going to look at doing them. I th- yeah, we said we've probably got to record on a Thursday so we can get them out Friday morning with the aim of covering Saturday and if there's a Tuesday match in one, so... Well, there's a fair few Tuesday games coming up and another one that's being <laughs> rearranged, is. so we'll cover Certainly that in a sec. But uh, first, let's get into the news. So the first bit of news uh, came on Saturday afternoon after all the League Two fixtures had finished. A uh, bit of a positive, so there was a few hints about this, wasn't there, Dan, in the, the build-up to it happening, but it's just been confirmed that Ian F- Ethan Walker sorry, uh, will be returning to the club to complete a season-long loan spell from Championship side Preston North End. Obviously, the 18-year-old winger impressed in his initial five-game uh Five games, wasn't it? That's all he played, I think, of his uh, season-long loan deal from North End until a shoulder injury picked up in a Papa John's trophy tie at Sunderland, ruled him out until January. Uh, he was officially recalled by the Lady Whites early this month and was actually on new substitute in their FA Cup defeat at Pre- uh, Wickham. 
Um, but I think they made quite a few signings, haven't they, this month, Preston? And he sort of dropped back down the pecking order and they've said to him, he can go back out on loan. And he said the only place he wanted to come to was Brunton Park. I mean, it's, it's incredible, isn't it? We, in previous years, we've always talked about the fact that we look weaker in January after transfer windows. But we look even stronger this time, don't we? Yeah, we've, we've got some incredible competition up front now because, mm. you know, solely talking about wide players, at the moment we start with Coyote and Patrick... We've got Dickinson, who's almost like a new signing, as we keep saying. We've got Walker returning, and Jimmy Tunes is still here. You know, so that's that's five straight away. Yeah. And you know, we've we've got Alessandra, uh, Zanzala, and Ch- is it Kedwin? We've we, we Kedwin. I think we yes. understand it's Kedwin now because that's what yes. Andy Andy Hall used in the official interview with him. So we're going with yeah. Kedwin. Yeah. So we're we're very well stocked up front, and but on the flip side, with this many games in such a short space of time, got to be we, prob- we we are going to get knocks. I'd be very surprised if we don't. So, well, Coyote was a doubt, wasn't he, for the last game? So I yeah, if- and uh, I, I actually wondered if he's maybe struggling for for tomorrow. You know, mm, that'd be one of those ones. But, isn't uh, it? No, it's it's better better to have than not. You know, so yeah. Yeah, well, you know, it's good news. And I think there was a hint as well that a player might be on his way out. And I mean, I think a few people have jumped to conclusions there and presume it's Toure. I think they've probably got the wrong end of the stick there. I think you're probably looking at someone who's already out at the club at the moment in Max Hunt. I'd imagine that one deal might be well, it's, extended. It's gone, very, it's gone very quiet, that, because his loan actually ran out uh, through last week. And Yeovil didn't actually play at the weekend. So there was there was no need to announce anything, and I think they're playing on Wednesday this week. Yeah. So I would be very surprised if we don't hear either he's staying there, whether it be on loan or permanent, or he's returning. Mm. Given that you know he, to to play their next game, he'd have to be extended in some way. Yeah, you'd imagine he might be one of those ones we extend till the end of the season, possibly. Yeah, yeah. well, it, it would make sense, ones. especially with uh, Feeney coming in, wouldn't it? Absolutely, but yeah, and I'm not convinced about this. I think some people seem to think Torre's really unhappy and definitely wants to leave. He doesn't really give that impression on social media, does he? Really? So. No, not really. No. Yeah, interesting one. Uh, only other bit of news is the fact that another fixture's been rearranged. Obviously, following on from the Harrogate and Orient games uh, being announced, I think we did that on the last episode, didn't we? Uh, our trip to Mansfield Town, the first game that fell foul of the COVID outbreak will now take place on Tuesday the 16th of March with a 7pm kickoff. So they've still not put a game on that 2nd of Feb- February game, have we? I would be very surprised now if we did have a game on the 2nd. The only I, which one's I also, left? Uh, Forest Green, only, is it? Forest Green at home is the only one. Yeah. I wonder if, given the fact that we haven't trained that much, Chris Beach has asked us not to use it up, if possible. Mm. Possibly. Because you know we've got a long trip on the road to Newport, and then we've got Exeter at home. After after a couple of weeks of not inactivity, but you know not not the level they need to be at, it's maybe a sensible decision not to be playing on Tuesday next week. Only other thing I would say as well, maybe when you look at it, is we're playing Newport tonight. Newport's tit pit pitch pitch Newport's pitch has got a particularly. Bad reputation for falling foul the weather. Yeah, you never, never <laughs> yeah, hear about no. it, do you? No. no. Um, I wonder if, if we're maybe sort of looking. Case, yeah. If, yeah, if tonight, if, sorry, tonight, tonight as you're listening mostly, yeah, uh, yeah that, that would make Quick sense as well. Potentially, maybe. Yeah, I don't know yeah. if Newport are playing next week, but, but and there if, you go. If, if, if it yeah. was caught, I wonder if that's why we're maybe travelling on the day as well. 
possibly to save us splashing sense. out in the hotel. Exactly that, maybe. And yeah, and yeah. then then we would get a full week of training, so it wouldn't be too bad, would it? No, certainly not. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty much news covered. So just a couple of little bits before we get into the actual match preview stuff. Um, first up, it's a reminder of our bobble hat competition. So if you listened to the last episode, you'll have heard that we are currently running a competition to give you the chance to win a Cal United 1994-95 Walling bobble hat, courtesy of our friends at footballbubbles.com. Uh, this hat follows up on the reversible bucket hat, which they released last September, and it's named after legendary United defender Dean Walling. Uh, we've got one of these hats to give away as well as four run-up prizes, which are these Cal United 94-95 uh, 25th anniversary pin badges, which were um, put together, weren't they, by the Cal United Sports Group, and uh, got a few more of those to get sold. So if you, if you don't win one, you can always buy one at the club shop if you want to as well. Um I've, I've I've had my hat on. I don't know if you've worn yours yet, Dan. It's lovely warm. I, 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 I wore it this morning. I wore it yeah. this morning when I nipped out. Yeah, lovely warm hat it is. Yeah, good hat. But anyway, so here's a reminder: you just got to answer this this question basically to have a chance of winning. It's a very easy one. You can, you can go Google the answer if you really want to. You can look at the other answers if you really, really <laughs> yeah, want. If you really want to. I don't. Look I don't away. think we've had a wrong one yet, have we? No, I, I'm still waiting for someone to be stupid enough to do that. But there you go. Um, so the question is: In October 1997, after 296 appearances and 29 goals for the club, Dean Walling was sold by United owner Michael Knighton, much to the anger of the Blue Army faithful. But to which club did Knighton sell Dino? So we just want to know which club Dean Walling left Cal United to go to. Simple here's as that. Clue. Here's a clue. They played red and white in the, in the east of the country. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> come, and it's not Sunderland. No. no. Ooh, come on. Don't make it too easy for them. <laughs> right. There you go. Funny thing is, someone replied to us on Twitter and they tagged in Michael Knight. <laughs> That's all that. So yeah. I thought, come yeah. on. We're trying to get an interview sorted with that man at some point if we can. Yeah. Probably not going to happen that, is it? I don't think any time soon. Um, yes, yeah, so to enter, just post your answers either on the Facebook post for this episode on the Be Just and Fair Not Facebook group. And don't think of putting it again if you've already done it on another post about the last episode because when you're not going to get two entries it doesn't work like that um you can also reply to us on twitter or send us an email to brunsonbugart.gmail.com we've had a couple of emails in actually as well uh, with their answers so yeah that's the uh, competition um okay next up dan this is it, it, the floor is yours it's your quiz that you've got for me right uh, I, was, I was just uh bored the other night as many of us are in these times and uh i was looking through a list of premier league players uh, who were deemed to be from a foreign country. And then I thought, ooh, I wonder how many have played for Carlisle. So my question is, oh. there are 10 players who have made a Premier League appearance who have also played for Carlisle United who are deemed foreign. By foreign, I'm not including Scotland, Wales, Northern Ireland or Republic of Ireland. Okay. So Republic of Ireland, UK, don't count. I have 10 players on my list that are deemed to be foreign who have played at least one game and it has to be Premier League. So FA okay. Cup, League Cup, etc. Okay. don't count. Yep. All right. Uh, I'll start off with, I think this is an easy one. I think this one's right. Lubo Mishlik. Correct. Yes, for Bolton, wasn't it? I think he played in the Premier League, it would have been. Because he wouldn't have played for Leeds in the I Premier League. I, I didn't mark down every. every Because some of them have played for a couple of teams, etc. Oh, so. oh, but yes, he's on the list. Um, oh, right, you've got to think of players he's played. Tim Krill. There you go. Tim Krill, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Um, oh, this is tough. 
really tough. Not not as easy as you think, Bess, is it? When you, no, no. There's, <laughs> you a, there's a couple of perlers on this list. Um, I don't think Chanri Ekamanga ever played. No, no. For Man United he didn't. in the Premier League, so, so he's not you're right one. there. Um, I'm trying to think of Premier League clubs and players we've had on loan from them. Oh. It's a proper mixture as well through the years. From from when the Premier League started in ninety two oh, as well. When the Premier so League started, oh my word. Yeah. Um oh, Johan Smith. No. Oh he hasn't. Ah no. I'm wrong. I know you've played for Bolton a couple of games. It must have been FA Cup game. Yeah, uh, there, there was no Americans on the list. So the likes of Simic, uh, I think he only played League Cup for Arsenal. He did, yeah. Right, uh, right. Leeds weren't high enough for Mike Greller at the time. No, right, okay. So there's no, none of them, right, okay. Uh, we can we can come back to this later in the, in the show because... We don't want people just listening to you going. Mm, mm, <laughs> yeah, mm, dead air. Hour. As, as, as uh, Alan Partridge once said, "Dead air is a crime." Um, <laughs> yeah. So there you go. All right. Well, we'll come back to that one then. You might yeah, have to give me a couple of clues. You, yeah, you've, you've got two of the ten so far. Two of the ten so far. Okay. And by doing it by this, it gives others who are listening a chance to have a think before yeah, we get to the answers. All right, then. Well, let's let's get straight into the preview stuff then, Dan. Um, so looking ahead to United making the long trip down to South Wales to take on fellow promotion chasers Newport County. Um, it's a seven o'clock kickoff again, isn't it? So getting used to these <laughs> earlier kickoffs. Yeah, I, I think they'll all be seven o'clock yeah, now. Won't except it? the uh, the half six one, of course, for the Orient game. I'll be a bit yeah, different. Yeah. Um, so referee is going to be Brett Huxtable. I mean, Brett Huxtable sounds like a character from a Dickens novel, doesn't he? I think. Um, it, sounds, it sounds like some sort of. Southwest American hick. Yeah, actually, it's good. <laughs> Pretty bully about right there, yeah. Um, so he uh, last refereed a United match for the 4-1 win at Forest Green in January 2020, which of course was that game where uh, Nathan Thomas scored that hat-trick, didn't he? Yes. First yeah. career hat-trick. Hell of a goal. All of the goals there. Um, history and facts. I mean, we, we, we did last time we did a load of these, so we're, we're going to try not to sort of repeat all of them. So yeah, we're just, we're just going to try and pick a random fact about the town yeah. for each team now, One, one or two we? random facts. So, do you want to go up with this first one, then you found? Yeah, this this one I found. Did you know that the man who creates the Great British Bake Off illustrations, so that's that when when the bakers are baking their cake, apparently because I don't really watch a show, apparently they have some sort of illustration to show what they want it to be like. Yes. Well, seemingly, oh, you sound like a, a, a watcher oh, there. Oh, big big fun, yeah. big fun. Uh, apparently, he lives and comes from Newport. Tom oh. Hovey. And he's produced the illustrated graphics of Bake Off since its inception in 2010. And he has credits for productions aired on BBC Channel 4 and Over the Pond on CBS and ABC. Ah. And I, when when I found this out, I obviously looked up some of his uh, illustrations and they're very good. Yeah, so. indeed, indeed. A couple of more interesting facts I found out. Uh, apparently one of the village people lived in <laughs> Newport in the 2010, uh, 2000 to 20, early 2010s. Um, what else was there? Do you know um, the Stone Rose single, Love Spreads? Yes. The, uh, the, the cherub the, thing, like the yeah, shield the cherub off the cover, yeah. yeah. That's, apparently that can be seen all over Newport. It's a yes, I saw that Newport. one myself, yes. Yeah. Harry Houdini once did a trick off a, a bridge into the uh, river in uh, Newport as well. Yeah, and he he, he had a double <laughs> he did. To, to occupy the place so he could do it, seemingly. Yeah, very clever, very clever mm. indeed. Um, I think other than that, I think th- there's not much 
after no. new part, new part of the road. I feel bad, really. We should probably, you know, know these things a bit more. But there you go. Um, yes, I mean, let's get straight into the actual football side of it. So head to head wise, we're just ahead now, thanks to the last time out we played. So uh, we've won seven. Uh, there's been ten draws, and Newport have won six games. Last time we played, uh, go back to last November. This was the game, I think, really for me when I look back at it now. This is the game where you suddenly sort of sat up and thought, "Ooh, actually, you know what? We really are promotion contenders here, aren't we?" Because we despite trying apart. our best to flog it in the oh, last yeah. ten minutes. Typical Cal United. We, we tried yeah. our best here, and obviously Jamie Devitt got his uh, customary goal he was always going to get against us, but as he will do in April, I'm fairly sure of that. Yeah, we, we just tore them apart in this game, didn't we? We we, we were free up after eighty-one minutes, and then they got two goals in the last five or so minutes, didn't they, to bring it back to three-two, but. We just look such a good side against them. I mean, John Mellish's goals as well. When you look back at them now, oof. I mean, the, the, the first one's the one where he just levers it in the top corner, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. But actually, the second one, the pass through to him from was it was it Alessandro? Was it maybe Patrick? I can't remember. Someone played the ball through to him, and it was like through the eye of a needle, and he took a touch, and then it's almost like sliced the ball past the keeper. It's yeah, a great finish. Yeah. It was a good performance. Indeed, it was. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, Newport are probably exceeding. Many of our expectations have a good and had a good start to the season, didn't they? They were, you know, I think we felt they were probably going to be a mid-table side, didn't we? Before they probably hadn't quite strengthened enough when the campaign started. But fair play, and they were absolutely flying at the start, weren't they? Got themselves right up and put themselves in promotion contention again. But problem is, a lot of the transfer business they did last summer again was loans, wasn't it? And as it is, most of them went back in January. Then we looked at this on the last episode um, they, they just don't it, it's a difficult one isn't it for Mike Flynn because he's done such a great job over the last few years there to then see the squad decimated in January and have to start again effectively when you're right up at the top as well it can't be I easy mean, that to, to be fair though that they're on a bad run at the moment and mm. this it, the last win was I think it was the 8th of December when they won at Grimsby yeah it was you know so yes they've lost these players and they've, they've replaced some but the bad form started before these players went back. I think in the last seven league games, they've drawn four and lost three. So yeah, they've they've been in pretty dreadful form for quite a while now. Actually, um, it's one of those ones though because they were because they were flying so much at the start of the season, bar that defeat against Dutz, that you almost forget, don't you, that they, you know they were well clear. Now suddenly they've been dragged back into it, but they're still up there. At the moment, so you know, the, although they're in that bad form, they've still got a chance to potentially keep themselves up. As you mentioned there, Dan, um, the, the great, the recent forms look great. So they currently find themselves in third place in the division on forty points with a record of played twenty three, won eleven, drawn seven, lost five, goals for thirty four, goals against twenty five, and a goal difference of plus nine. Only Exeter though have lost fewer games than, than Newport. Exeter have lost three games, but they've drawn a lot. Newport have lost five. I think there's one of a team on five. I think we've lost six, haven't we? So, yeah, it's an interesting one. As you mentioned there, their recent form, it's just dropped off a cliff edge. I think there's something like, in the, if you look at the form table for the last uh, six games, they're 20th. They must, they must, I was going to say, they must be in the bottom six. They must be. They're yeah. 20th, yeah. I mean, Grimsby are, are the worst. In fact, Bolton are below them, though. <laughs> Still, <laughs> incredible job that uh, Ian Everett's doing there. See, he, he had a go at their fans again this week, didn't he? You were saying, oh, they uh, 
he basically say, saying that they uh, they're living in the past, basically. Yeah, and, you know, they need yeah. to be getting to the future. It's like, well, living in the past because <laughs> the future's. I, th- I think I think the fact there's no fans is probably helping Everett because yeah. I could imagine it'd be quite toxic there if uh, the fans absolutely. were absolutely, absolutely. Um, so last time out, they uh, they suffered a three-two defeat at Oldham Athletic, having taken an early lead. But then they saw a midfielder Josh Labadee sent off after just fourteen minutes. Um, I've seen a few people saying it was a bit of a shock that one. Labadee's always been a bit of a liability, hasn't he? He's a bit of a head case in the past. I think. Yeah, yeah. They'll obviously miss him though because he's yeah. he's one of those names that you often see pop up with a goal on. You yeah. know, when you're watching the scores and that, and he's he's he's, a key, quite, he's, he's an enforcer for them, isn't he? As yeah, well, so he's, he's integral to. To how their players and his uh... yeah well they obviously we've mentioned there before their manager is Mike Michael Flynn um, uh, we, we've said plenty of times that he's done a remarkable job at Rodney Parade in terms of you know working on a very small budget to put together decent teams season after season but he just seems to be struggling to get them to keep it up for the whole forty six games isn't he and obviously not helped by the fact that you know they rely heavily on loan signings and. As we saw with United a few years ago, there's always a risk that many of them are going to get recalled, and you're going to, you know, the ones you're going to bring in to replace them are not necessarily going to be as good, are they? Yeah, the, some some of them will take two or three weeks to get up to, uh, you know, I mean, you're usually young lads who've probably been playing under twenty three football, and it does take them a couple of weeks to to well, manage the yeah, step like, up. Like sometimes. I said, we saw it with us, didn't we? And a few years ago, we lost the likes of uh, Sowerby and. Um, Yates. What's his name? Yates and Addison and people like that. And the only one who came in who was any good was Callum O'Hare, probably. Yeah. The rest yeah. of them were just just not good enough. Um, so, I mean, despite the fact that they lost many loan signs, Johnny, there's still plenty of quality in this squad, though, isn't there? I mean, they've uh, one of the recent signings is Luke Gambin, who's a Malta international. So that was an interesting one. Um, I've picked out some of their key men. I mean, let's start with the, the goalkeeper, Tom King. Um, a man who could probably challenge uh, Paul Farman in a kicking contest, couldn't he? <laughs> Based yeah, on his, uh, recent his, uh, if, if you haven't seen it, it's worth looking up on Twitter and YouTube. He, uh, mm. he apparently has the Guinness World Record for the longest scoring goal now. I bet, I bet Paul Farman's absolutely gutted that we've got nothing else <laughs> to play the last few weeks because with some of the wind that's been going up, he probably would have had a chance of scoring in one of those games. Um, yeah, so picked him out as one of the key ones. I think one thing I found when I was looking at their squad... It looks quite weak in defence at the moment, actually. I think yeah. in its midfield and attack, you see, well, there's plenty of good players there. But you look at the defence, I don't, not, not many of those players stand out to me. I mean, Dimitri is the obvious Dimitri one. Dimitri is the one yeah, I picked yeah. out, yeah. I, I noticed as well that you've uh, you've got Josh Sheehan down for midfield. He's actually missing tomorrow. Is he? He's, ah. he's on the uh, last of his free match ban for getting sent off in their game. At, I'm just pulling it up here. Uh, when they drew at home to Salford, he got sent oh, off around the hour mark. Of course he did. Is, so is Labadee he's, suspended for the game as well? I don't, I don't know he should be, yeah. One of the be. ones that used to be back in the day, you had to wait seven days, didn't you? No, I'm the suspension sure kicks in. But I think it's straight away now, isn't it? Yeah, so, yeah. So yeah, I've picked off seeing there, like you said, he's a key man, but that, that shows he's a key man, he's missing. And that yeah. gives us another chance, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, you look at defence and phew, there's not a lot there. I, I was I was looking at the head to head and just focusing on since Newport sort of came back into the league, and I think we've had six trips to Rodney Parade, and, one and we've got one point out of those six trips. 
this is, and when, we when you look at their when you look at their suspensions and you know the ch- the turnaround in the squad the turnover this is our best chance of nabbing something at this ground for absolutely long while for me. absolutely i mean i said there's quality i mean matt dolan's a good player as well i think he looked decent in the the game against us at Burnham park actually one of their better players in that match in attack they've got quality there but they're not really firing in the same way they have to i mean podrick almond straight away you look at him you think he's a quality player but he's not really got in the goals in the same way as in previous years has he he's no, struggling not, a little you, bit you haven't noticed him this season as much have you no, definitely. I mean, it's ever, it's ever since he um, got that call off the Full Island squad, didn't he? And he's just <laughs> since then he's done pretty much nothing really. Um, Ryan Taylor's always been a good uh, target man centre forward, though, hasn't he? Um, so certainly, he got the experience at thirty-two, and obviously, you've got Mister Ellison at the age of uh, ninety-seven or something like that. Is that I think now he's <laughs> one of the oldest players in the football league. You know, he's still going strong. He's still getting a few goals from them, isn't he? He's chipping in with the yeah, old goal here and there. And he'll he'll be good for the screen. You know, he's he's one of those players that fans of all teams take to. I can imagine he's similar to the likes of Akin Fenwood at Wickham. You know, he's yeah. he'll be good for morale, etc. Won't he? Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, they've had to replace a lot of the loan signings, and two of the players have come up front actually. Are Owen Windsor, who was at Grimsby, I think, the first half of the season, he did fairly well against us, I think, in the game down there. And uh, Jake Scrimshaw, I think, scored in that game at Oldham the other day. He's on loan from Bournemouth, so they are quite heavily reliant on loan signings. I know we've got a few in, but we're not overly reliant on them, aren't we? Other than maybe we, Coyote, we've only got two at the moment. Have we only got two? Yeah, Coyote and uh, Walker. Of course, yeah, because Feeney's on permanent, isn't he? And yeah. All the rest. So, yeah, you know, it just goes to show that it's sometimes better not to rely on the loan signings in the way that we have in the past. Let's talk about team news, if we can. <laughs> Lord only knows what the team's going to be for this game. I mean, we haven't got a clue whether some players are going to be fully out of isolation or whether some of us may have to wait for negative tests and things like that. It's so hard to judge. what Chris Beach has said... I think we should have a full squad barring injuries. Yeah. So you're looking at Tanner and Divine are still out. Coyote possibly fifty fifty if he's still got a bit. Yeah. A bit. Uh, but no, I would, I would expect most of them to be available. Yeah. So, so essentially, and, and I know looking on uh, socials, uh, it's one of the ways we find out what players are up to. <laughs> obviously, uh, there was a couple of the players on Instagram and put, you know, glad to be out of. 10 days and that so I, I would imagine we should have a uh, pretty much a full a full roster that sounds what? American doesn't it I apologize <laughs> what, what what team would you pick for this then if you've got the full squad available what would you go with as strong as possible what, what would you say the strongest team is I mean uh, well we're pro- probably at the moment you're talking starting with Coyote Patrick and Alessandra up front uh Midfield would be Guy, Mellish and Riley. And mm-hmm. I would say it'd be interesting to see what we do for full back because Anderton's back. Yeah, that's the question. I, I, I think we will play Hayden and Bennett with maybe Armour at right back. Yeah, I, I have a feeling that, that basically these few weeks have probably given Anderton a better chance of getting back in the team. So he's basically just a fresh start, yeah, effectively. Yeah. And you, you go with your strongest team and. Jack Armour might find himself a little bit unlucky and out of the team, possibly, but he might yeah, might be McDonald's yeah. out. I think it's one of those two is basically yeah, in danger yeah. of dropping out, aren't they? So it'll be interesting to see what actually happens there. 
But on the, on the flip side, we're going to have a strong bench, especially oh. in the attacking department. Well, you think about it. I mean, you've got, you got seven subs, haven't you? Um, yeah. I mean, one of them's going to be Magnus Norman. Yeah. yeah. Defensively, you've got to have someone on there, you'd think. I mean, who, See, you, you, could, you could probably put Armour as a sub, knowing he can cover both flanks and probably mm. even play in the middle if he needed to. Yeah. So do you put Feeney on there as well, or do you leave Feeney out? Uh, I would probably put Feeney, Furman... And then three attackers. So, what would we probably see? This is where it gets complicated. Doesn't well, it? you've got, we thing is as well. You've got to have charters will have to be on there because we need to have yeah. a, a, a youth product on there. Yeah. So there's one sub definitely taken up straight away. Unless you put Bell on there, but I'd imagine Bell will be back with the youth team now for a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's a tough one, isn't it? Decisions. Yeah, but then, then again, as we say, Kaori had been struggling a little bit, so mm. who's to say he might not even trouble? Yeah, I mean, you might you imagine that Torre is going to come back in probably. Torre and Dickinson will probably be on there, and then it's whether you put Scott Ozanzara. I'd imagine Scott might be given a bit of time to bed in a little bit. Yeah, first possibly, you, possibly. Before you go any further, that but there you go. Um, yeah, I haven't got anything for for Newport's team news unfortunately, other than the bits we mentioned there. Two players out suspended, two key players out suspended though which is real positive for us, I suppose, when you look at it. So let's get on to the predictions then, Dan. What do you reckon? Well, as much as I'd love us to go down there and smash them, I'm going to play safe with a one-all draw on the basis of today was the first time they've all trained together again. And let's be honest, you would take a point here because it stops them gaining anymore. Yeah. Yeah. So I will go for 1-1, one, one, and Alessandra to score. Well, there you go. I'm gonna I'm gonna be more confident. You're able to have two 0 I think we're gonna go down there and get a result. I don't think we've got anything to fear with them. I think they've dropped off too much, and we can make, make them start worrying about whether they're going to be in contention for a promotion place anymore. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go two 0 I think goals from John Mellish on his return. He's, he's, he owes us one now. Um, you know, I just didn't realize that we forgot to mention Ethan Walker. <laughs> it's one of the options on the bench, haven't we? So it's, yeah, yeah. it's crazy, isn't it? Um, so yeah, I'm going to go John Millish and Amari Patrick's going to keep his scoring streak up. There you go. That's what I'm going for for that. Um, should we get into the X Files first and then we'll come back to the quiz question, Dan? Yeah, uh, yeah. Goals on Saturday for Ryan Loft, Ryan Bowman, Hallam Hope, another for Charlie Wyke. Mm. Uh, Gary Medine got another. Him and Yates are regulars on this uh, this <laughs> part of the show. Uh, Naki Wells scored and John O'Sullivan. Wow! Do you know as I realised the other day we haven't we haven't actually covered much the fact that James Tavern- Tavernier or Tavernier has been I, scoring I for, myself, for Rangers. But he, we've literally been listing him every week because he scores <laughs> nearly every week. Yeah, he's been taking penalties and free kicks, isn't he? He never took them for us, though, isn't it? Weird. That. Yeah. But uh, oh, and also the the other one that most people will have heard or seen was uh, Jared Branthwaite's tackle, if we can call <laughs> it that, in the uh, Blackburn Middlesbrough game. I think what attempted hasn't clearance been, wasn't it? Rather than what tackle, hasn't been mentioned with this is you forget how tall he is. Yeah. So when he puts his foot up to a smaller player, 
There was yeah. it, when, when you watch it, he probably should have had a red card because it is dangerous play. Yeah. But there was no malice or intent yeah. on his behalf. I mean, Warnock's behaviour after the game's pathetic, really, wasn't yeah, it? That's very typical him, isn't it? Young, young Jared seemed to be standing up for himself quite... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, was going, he wanted to go and confront him, didn't well, he? Well, yeah, good you Good good for him. I mean, mm-hmm. from all accounts, he's doing brilliantly at Blackburn. I mean, they they look like they're back in playoff contention. And... They're, they're a funny team, Blackburn, because just when they get in the contention, they then go and lose a couple and drop out yeah. again. But you wonder if he's maybe the player who's making the difference now, because from what their fans are saying, they're very impressed with how he's done so far, aren't they? So, fair play to yes. the lad. Yeah. Do we have any other bits? Is there any transfer news the last week or so? I can't remember if there uh... was any. Okay, I, can't remember, it? Yeah, I think I think we we got it all in the last episode. Yeah, that's quite one, wasn't it? Really, in yeah. terms of transfers. Right, let's get back to this quiz question, Mister Rooney. Ah, oh, right, okay. Um, so you've you've got you've got uh, Lubo and Tim Krull. There are eight more. Yes, um, players born abroad who've played in the Premier League. and played for Carlisle. I mean, I'm guessing most of them are European. Yeah. Let me just. Sorry, I've got another window open now. <laughs> yeah, in, in the main, the European. Dean Furman never played for Chelsea, did he? No. No. Good. I no. don't think he would. Um, oh, man. I have a feeling one may have been born here, though. I'm just uh, Googling. Yeah, one of them was born here, but played for a, a country, which should oh. sort of give you an oh. indication. Kelvin Atuhu, is he one of them? Kelvin Atuhu is one, yes. But he was, wasn't he? I thought he was born in England. No, no, I, I think he was born in Nigeria. Oh, okay. Um, the Prince never played in the Premier League, did he? No. I Prince thought Bohavin. he may have sneaked on. But... <laughs> Prince Bohavin, what a player. Yeah. Uh, oh, God, you really challenged me at this one. Fair play. This is this is not easy. And uh, most, most of them are obvious when, when you look at the list. Trying to think, give me some dates and eras. That can be these right. ways. So we're gonna have a one of them. Is, two of them are very early Premier League days, so sort of early nineties. Mm, and okay. two, two of them are born in this country, but have played for teams to the west of this country. Shall we say? Did Hallam Hope ever play in the Premier League? He didn't, did he? No. No, I don't think he would. But you're along the right sort of area for what his country there. Uh, okay. okay. Oh, so there's two yeah. two Londoners who have played for teams in the we'll call it the Caribbean. Oh, Cleveland Town never played in the Premier League. No. Um. This is this is very tough. This is a lot tougher <laughs> than I thought it was going to be. Oh, yeah. Chris Birchall. No, he didn't he play, play Premier, the League. Premier League. Did he not? Uh, no. <sighs> He's another I thought would have featured on it. Oh, man, this is... Um... Right, the the first, one one of the European ones from the early days, he is uh, he's Polish. Oh, Darius Kubicki. Yes. Of course. God, how did I forget that and one? And then Darius there's Kubicki. one from an island. Oh, it's... Jamaica? There's not many... No, in Europe, sorry. There's oh, not many Europe. European islands. Oh. Malta, yes. It's not Ian Stevens, is it? No. No, Ryan Baldacino. No. Who have we had play for us? He's Malta international. Who other than? Oh, well, the the deemed as being from Malta. Oh. Oh, is it Dylan Kerr? It is. Yes. Dylan well Kerr. done. 
God, I completely forgot yeah, about it. So that's one, two, three. You've got five so far. Oh, two of them, two of them, two of them are obvious, and the other three are all sort of Caribbean type area. Oh God, um, Alex McQueen never played a first team game, did he? Um, no. Trying to think. Of this. Two of them it... may like a baguette with some snails in it. Oh, French players then. Um, I mean, Stefan Lamontchon never played in the Premier League. Neither did Stefan <laughs> Bonavacci. Oh man, you you genuinely one scored one scored a fantastic style of kick. In an FA oh Cup oh, game. Vincent Pericard. Do you know what? Yeah, I was convinced Pericard had never played in the Premier League. I thought Stoke were in the Championship when he was there. No, no, he's on the there. list. Okay. And uh, the there's another from France. Who uh, he was a cockerel for a good while, probably best known as, and then he went to the northeast. Oh, Pascal Chimbonda. Yeah, that's seven. So we've got three from the Caribbean area, but two of them were born in London. So I, I think they're a bit of a cop out. Jamal Campbell Rice. Correct. Yeah, just it just occurred to me then that one. Yeah. Um. Oh, give me some positions. That's the end. I'm going to get this. Uh, midfielder and a forward. Midfield in a forward. Derek Asamoah? No. Never played in the Premier League now. He's right. from Ghana? Yeah. It's not the Caribbean, is it? No, sorry, they're both from Caribbean. <laughs> yes. So I'm just, just throwing names out there. Just... <laughs> yeah. Caribbean, I mean, it's going to have to be... One of them must be... I mean, Jamal Comer-Rice is Jamaican. I can't think of any other Jamaicans we've had play for. There's us. no more Jamaicans. Oh, there's no Jamaica? Oh, no. Well, it makes it easier. That does. <laughs> one, one, one. Many people say Greg Abbott never gave a chance to. Oh, Naki Wells. Naki Wells, yeah. Forgot he played. And we've got league. one left, and he he's actually in our division this season. Uh, wow, that's I'm trying to think of players who are playing for opposition teams. And I think we had him on loan from a London team. Played it on loan from a London team. He's the pride of Montserrat, maybe. Uh, Pride of Montserrat. Oh, um, oh, oh! This is annoying now because we've, we've had at least one player play. Some... And 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 his first name's Brandon. <laughs> oh, Brandon Comley. Yes. Ah, oh. yes. he's no a Montserrat ideas. international oh. now, and there he apparently go. made one game for QPR, coming on as a sub on the final day of the season, type thing. You know when the season's wrapped up. Crying out loud. And they are the they are the ten. So just to repeat for anyone doing it at home, the ten players who've played for Carlisle as well as a Premier League appearance from a foreign country are Naki Wells, Pascal Chimbonda, Vincent Pericard, Jamal Campbell Rice, Dylan Kerr, Brandon Comley, Tim Krull, uh Kelvin Atuu, Darius Kabicki and Lubo Michalak. Oh, there you go. And I, I, I didn't put Ireland in the list, but there's actually only about seven or eight who who, quali- who would qualify as well, so we'll maybe do that next time. I mean, I can have a guess at those off the top of my head now. But yeah, they're, they're, they're fairly easy, to be fair. Yeah, yeah I can probably guess those. Yeah. Well, I'm sure that, that was invigorating listening for people that are listening to me <laughs> yeah. going, uh, mm, I don't know about yeah. that one. Yeah, there you go. Maybe edit a couple of worms out. Yeah, I might, I might have to. That, it's going to be a lot shorter than you think that people listen to it back then. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so I can't wait till tomorrow night. Some football finally. That's yeah, going to be great, isn't it? Yeah, good to get it, won't it? going to be very enjoyable. Be interested to see what the iFollow figures are for this game. 
I'd imagine they can be big. I'd have thought yeah, a lot of people just people fix just want to see your game, don't they? Yeah, exactly that. Exactly that. Uh, Dan, thanks once again for joining me. Really do no appreciate problem. it. Um, in terms of the specials, we're going to be putting out the kits one next week because obviously we have got we haven't got a midweek game, have we? Yeah, week, so, so I think we said we'd try and get it out on the Monday, didn't we? Yeah, the idea is we're going to fit it in. Uh, we're almost sorted, aren't we, for the interview as well? We're not going to, in fact, we're not going to reveal who the interview is with no, no. until it's, after it's it. A current, it's a current player, and we'll only reveal once we launch it. But uh, yeah. it'll when be it goes a good that, one. Be a good be, one. Should, should be a good one, that one. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Um, as usual, if you've got any comments or feedbacks, anything you'd like to suggest we discuss, please send them in via Twitter to at Brunton Bugle or by email to bruntonbugle.gmail.com. Or you can catch us on the Be Justin Fair Not Facebook group because people are always asking us stuff on there as well. So if you haven't already, please remember you can subscribe to via all good podcast apps, including ACAST, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, anything like that, basically. Um, if you do so, please do give us a review because um, it really does help. It pushes us up the uh, the chart and more people see it so we have more listeners, which is, you know, can only be a good thing. Shall we have a look at the map, Dan? I don't think there's any new ones. I don't look this morning. Some good listening figures there for the last episode. Thank you to everyone who's been we, listening. We worked out who Mexico could be, didn't we? We won't name we them because it's not, it's not fair unless, yeah. unless they get in touch with us. But Indeed. We're, we're 99% sure who it is in Mexico, so hello to you. Yep. And the Brazil one was confirmed to me. So. Was it? Excellent. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff for them for listening. Um, I don't think there's any new countries in there. I mean, we've had Spain before, haven't we? I think yeah, it, I've, yeah. I have a feeling that's the person in Gibraltar who just pops over the border every now and then. Because it's right, <laughs> it literally is where they're at. It's right next to Gibraltar where they keep listening. So uh, La Linea de la Conception, is it, I guess? Yes. Um, I, I'm having a quick lockdown. Just all the usual places. Nowhere new. Nowhere exciting. I'll have a quick look at the UK. Where, where have we got most of our listen, mislistens come from? Well, I would have thought Carlisle. Carlisle, second place. Not London, it's Dumfries. Mm. So there must be a few around that way listening. London, Rochdale, Nottingham, Birmingham. I know, I know sometimes that BT class, can class you as being Dumfries even though when you're Carlisle. Yeah, possibly. So there'll the be a little bit of, uh, yeah. Yeah, but there's quite a few places in the UK people listening. Yeah. Thank you very much. We really do appreciate it. As we said there, we'll be back uh, towards the end of the week, won't we, Dan, to, to do a preview for the... Um, who's it this weekend? I've completely forgotten. Exeter. Exeter at home. Exeter terms. It's a water clock kickoff, that one. Remember that as well? It's an earlier kickoff. Um, so we'll preview that one and review the new ball game. Then what we'll do from next week on, uh, we'll be doing preview episodes on the Thursdays to fit in the two games coming up the so Saturday So we can get them out on the Friday morning for you. Yeah. Yeah, so we're just not going to be able to cram in an extra episode on the no, Mondays. No, no. What we'll try and do is we'll try and put the specials out on those days for people yeah. so they've got something to listen to ahead of the, the midweek games. So, uh, Dan, all I've got to say is thank you very much for joining me once no again. No problem. And uh, thanks everyone for listening and up the blues. Up the blues. Up the blues.